0: episode number 15. I'm your host, al and as always, I'm joined by my brother, Nihal. How you doing, Nihal?
1: Uh, I'm doing well. We're in LA. We're on location again, um, so it's very exciting. There's some there's an airport right next door, so you might hear some planes in the background and maybe some other noise, so we apologize about that. But, you know, I'm doing great. The Premier League started up uh, this weekend. It's very, very exciting times in the soccer world, I'd say.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially for American soccer fans because NBC Network retained their rights to show the Premier League up until 2022. So,
1: Yeah, you know, they've done a great job with the with the Premier League. Um, obviously, the Ted Lasso character is very, very popular. He yeah. didn't make an appearance this year, which is unfortunate. Um, last On the last weekend of the Premier League last year, all the games were on TV um, on various NBC-owned networks. Um, and, you know, this year they're, they're, they have games on... Um, NBC, or sorry, they have games on the USA Network every weekend, which is really, really good. Um, And, you know, they've just done a much better job than some other networks with their free streaming, I'd say.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Alright, some other news is that uh, the U.S. national team plans to release a new crest in 2016. Uh, We've both seen the crest. It's been leaked. So, what do you think about this crest? And what does it mean, I I I guess? I
1: don't know. I think it's time to move on. Um, It's sort of like the Centennial Crest, which I guess was their aim. But I don't think it looks nearly as good as the Centennial Crest. What do you think? Uh, We'll have a a link to the Crest in the description.
0: I really didn't mind the whole, like, cartoony logo that we had. It
1: looks like 1990s clip art for a high school soccer team. Yeah, that's what I loved about it. What? (laughs) Why does there need to be a soccer ball in the Crest?
0: (laughs) I mean, MLS had a soccer ball in it until... And
1: they got rid of it.
0: Yeah. But I'm pretty sure the NBA logo has a basketball in it. And the NFL has a football in it.
1: Okay, fair enough. But but the Green Bay Packers don't have a have a football in it. The Falcons don't have a football in it. The teams don't have footballs in their logo.
0: Yeah, normally.
1: What team has a football in their logo? Um, I honestly cannot think of one.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, I'm sure there is one. I just can't think of it right now. All right. Um. Yeah. I mean, it, it's good to see us changing the crest. Uh, Hopefully, we can keep this crest for a while because, you know, that's how we'll be recognized more. So, that's good. Right, so why don't we get into some Premier League? Obviously, this is week one of the Premier League. So, uh, I'm going to list off the results right now. On Saturday, August 8th, we saw the debut of the Premier League with Manchester United versus Tottenham in Old Trafford. They won 1-0 thanks to a Kyle walker own goal. The next game was Everton versus Watford, which is a 2-2 draw. Bournemouth lost to Aston Villa at home 0-1. Leicester City beat Sunderland at home surprisingly 4 2. Norwich. Is that beat... surprisingly? Uh, they, they played really well. I yeah, I was surprised. I'm surprised they played well, not that they beat Sunderland. Okay, yeah, but th- that performance was just great. Yeah, it was. Uh, Norwich City lost to Crystal Palace at home 1 3. Did not expect that one. Or actually, I did expect well, that
1: one. Yeah, yeah, you did expect
0: that. <laughs> yeah. did you have
1: Crystal Palace at like 12 or something? Yeah, Crystal
0: Palace at 12 no, and Norwich in, was, in the twenty. 20th. I did expect that. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> uh, Chelsea, Drew, Swansea, 2 2. That's Uh, unexpected. Yeah. At Stamford Bridge. uh, Now, on Sunday, August 9th, we saw Arsenal lose to West Ham 0-2 in Emirates, which is really surprising. Uh, Newcastle drew Southampton 2-2. Stoke City lost to Liverpool at home 1-0. And on Monday, uh, today for us, we saw Manchester City beat West Brom away 3-0. So those were all the results. Why don't we talk a little bit about uh, each game, or not each game, but some of the games Manchester United beating Tottenham thanks to a Kyle Walker own goal. Uh, did you expect this, and what do you think of the performance from each team? I
1: uh, I think Tottenham deserved to win. If yep. any team deserved to win, uh, they sort of had most of the chances in this match. Um, you know, I don't think Juan Mata out wide looks is a very good uh, system. To be honest, um, you know some of their impact players like we thought Depay, uh, Rooney weren't at the top of their game. Um, You expect them to do better at home, but maybe Spurs are a team to watch out for this year. Unfortunate loss, you know, not off to a great start with with the loss. They would have loved to have one point going into week two. Um, But then again, a 1-0 loss on the road is not really a bad result to Manchester United. Um, But it, it was a pretty even match. I'd say Tottenham were the team that deserved to win, though.
0: Yeah, uh, obviously we saw disappointing results from both teams, who a lot of us said would win the title. Chelsea drawing two-two to Swansea City, and Arsenal losing to West Ham zero-two at home. Um, so, out of the two of those results, which one surprised you more? Because most people rate Swansea above West Ham. So,
1: I would say i say West Ham beating Arsenal two nothing because that's a loss at home. Yeah. Um, it, you know it's. I really don't know what happened. That 16-year-old kid for West Ham in the middle was very, very good at containing the Arsenal offense. Drood is just not going to do it as striker. They need a striker. Uh, I don't care what Arsene Wenger says. Says They need a striker right now. Um, as for, you know, I mean, they both really outplayed. West Ham outplayed Arsenal, and uh, Swansea,
0: Swansea outplayed Chelsea. And it's worth noting that they were down to 10 men after Thibaut Courtois got uh, red-carded.
1: Yeah, actually, you know what? Arsenal did. Arsenal definitely outplayed West Ham. I I, I mean, maybe not definitely outplayed West Ham, but more so than Swansea outplayed, or than Chelsea outplayed Swansea. Chelsea did not outplay Swansea. Swansea had more shots. Um, It was basically even possession. Uh, Whereas on the other hand, Arsenal had 22 shots to West Ham's eight. Um, But you know, West Ham took advantage of their opportunities. Petr Cech made two big mistakes. Interesting. Courtois got sent off, and Czech wasn't very good. Begovic came on for Chelsea and finished out the match, um, but not a good Arsenal start debut for Petr Cech. Um That being said, Arsenal can definitely bounce back, as can Chelsea. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. You know, the best team this week was Manchester City. They yeah. looked like the best team in the Premier League. So, you know, a lot of people, not many people, had them winning the league this year. Um, but Yaya Torre I know we, you didn't really ask about them But if Yaya Torre is on form Which it looks like today They they can win And they, they, uh, they have a really good shot at winning
0: Yeah
1: but, You know we just kind of assumed Yaya Torre was over the hill Because of last season
0: Yeah, yeah definitely Liverpool beat Stoke on the road What a shot by Felipe Coutinho In the 86th minute I believe Oh
1: what a great goal Yeah,
0: yeah
1: Great goal It kills me to say it But it was absolutely fantastic <laughs> goal Stoke defended so ever so well uh, Zeran Shakiri was actually in the stands of this match um, but yeah you know it, it's disappointing result for Stoke good result for Liverpool to get three points on the road um, three points on the road to start off their season Brendan Rodgers will be happy uh, and Coutinho good start to his de- season as well
0: Newcastle uh, versus Southampton probably one of the closest matches in terms of talent uh, ended up in a 2-2 draw what you, do you make of this match?
1: Uh, it was a great, very, very entertaining match. Georgia Wijnaldum got his debut goal to put uh, the Magpies up 2-1. Um, but, you know, Shane Long comes back in the 79th minute with a header to tie it up 2-2. Two, two. Very entertaining match. Two teams that will be looking to break into the top half of the Prem this year. Um, Newcastle, you know, Newcastle looks good um, as a Southampton. Better result for Southampton though on the road.
0: Everton drew Watford 2-2, two, two, which is probably disappointing. Uh... Well, I don't know if it's disappointing. I mean, you, you could have predicted this, I guess. But if Everton, you know, wants to finish in the top eight or seven or whatever, then this is a game that you have to win.
1: Yeah, it really is. You know, Walford, we don't know how good they're going to be. But, you know, two years ago, Everton drew 2-2 on opening weekend against Norwich, a promoted side. Last year, 2-2 against Leicester, a promoted side. Um, two years ago, Everton finished with 72 points. And fifth, last year, they finished you know, uh, 11th in the Prem. Um, so it's, I, I don't know, it doesn't really mean too much right now. It's just a very, very disappointing. It's two points dropped. It really is. Uh, that being said, Watford played a good match. Everton had most of the chances. It looks like Watford was going to pull out a 1-0 win, actually, until Ross Barkley scored late on uh, Miguel Ayun, the Mexican international, with a great strike early on. Um, Ross Barkley came back, and then, um, John Stones got absolutely destroyed on Watford's second goal, and then Kone scores in the 89th minute um, to bring back to bring it back to two two. You know, Lukaku is disappointing. Um, it was just not a great match. Not a great match for Everton.
0: And why don't you talk to us a little bit about this whole Everton board situation? For those who don't know,
1: yeah, you know, it's if you don't really follow Premier League Twitter or even Everton Twitter. Um, if you, if you do follow Everton Twitter or a lot of the people who are involved in the Everton community, uh, you'll know that um, Everton, the, Everton the, the whole movement for Bill Kenwright and the rest of the board to leave Everton, to sell Everton to um, maybe some better owners um, is gaining momentum. You know, it's just been disappointing the last year. Uh, this transfer window, we've easily spent the least amount in, in the market. Um, or Everton has spent the least amount with only 4 million pounds, uh, which is ridiculous. You know, it's a club that has big aspirations or they, they say they have big aspirations, but you know, they don't, they don't put their money where their mouth is. They don't, they don't, they don't carry out, um, that philosophy really. And they, they really only added one player cleverly. Uh, they added De La Feo and they're about to add Lennon, but cleverly is the only new player. Yeah. The only player that hasn't played for Everton in the last two years. Um, that's on this roster. So, uh, it's, it's, they need to spend... You know, they lost that on uh, Jérôme Shakiri. They're still in the market for Charlie Austin and maybe Dries Mertens, which I doubt's going to happen. It's not going to happen. Um, because when it comes down to it, Everton aren't willing to spend money. And, you know, you see these teams like Crystal Palace getting Kabai, Stoke City getting Shakiri. And uh, Ibrahim Afellay And uh, Newcastle getting Georgia Wijnaldum. Mitrovic. You know, yeah, and Mitrovic. And West Ham getting Payet and Obona. You know, as an Everton fan myself, it's just, where is the money going? Is the board pocketing it? Are they paying off the debt? If they're paying off the debt, then I'd like, you know, it'd be great for them to tell us that. Yeah. But if they're pocketing it, it's ridiculous. I mean, that's what people think. It's a corrupt uh, board. Um, you know, Martinez is pretty stubborn too. We'll see how, if he's able, I mean, ultimately if he's not giving the players, what is he going to do? Um, I'm, you know, I'm not a huge fan of Martinez at this point. Um, but I still think, I still think it's important to give him an opportunity, um, to continue to give him an opportunity because he did get, get us 72 points. Um, but yeah, the movement—the movement to oust the board—is growing, and Everton fans are really, really not happy at this moment in time. Uh, hopefully, they can Everton can get three points this weekend against Southampton um, on the road. If that were to happen, it'll maybe alleviate some pressure. If they—they're going to sign Lennon. If they sign someone else this week, like a Charlie Austin or a player that's at least like ten million pounds, um, that will seriously help this team. Maybe alleviate some pressure off Martinez and Ken Wright and company. But I really do think it's time for, uh, it might be time for a change. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Interesting
1: interesting times at at Goodison Park.
0: Yeah, we'll see what they can do uh, uh, in the rest of this Premier League season. Uh, So why don't we uh, preview Week 2 of the Premier League. We've got some exciting matches next week. Um, Manchester City versus Chelsea is going to be on Sunday, August 16th. What 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 do you make of that match?
1: Um, wow. Oh, sorry about that. I just accidentally hit, uh, the mic. Um, it should be a great match. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's two teams who are vying for the title, um, facing off against each other in week two. It's what more can you ask for? You know, I know Roma and Juventus are playing week two. It's sort of similar to that. Man City is at home, so I expect them to, to get the two points. Oh, sorry, the two points. <laughs> Three points. Um, but Chelsea, of course, can come out. You know, it'll be a disaster if Chelsea has one point after two weeks. Um, which is looking very, very possible at this point. And you have to say Man City are the favorites.
0: Crystal Palace versus Arsenal in a kind of London derby. Uh, what, do you, what, what do you think is going to be the score of that match?
1: What do I think is going to be the score? Yeah. Uh, well, um, I believe Crystal Palace are playing at home. Um, yeah, they are. So, ugh, wow, I think Arsenal are going to come out and win. I have to pick them to win, right? They're my they're my title winners. Yeah. So I think they're going to win two to one.
0: Two to one. Yeah. Uh, Southampton Everton. Ugh, yeah. I'm going to say a draw for that one.
1: Yeah, that's you know I I would say I think Southampton's going to win three to one.
0: Tottenham Stoke City.
1: I hope that doesn't happen. Tottenham Tottenham one Stoke City nothing.
0: All right. Yeah. So that uh. Now that the Premier League has started, we're going to be covering it every week, so look out for that. It's going to be kind of a main part of our podcast, so um, yeah, let's get excited for this season. Alright, so why don't we move into MLS? So we had a lot of action in MLS this past weekend, uh, and why don't we start on Friday, August 7th, where it began. The Portland Timbers beat Chicago Fire 1-0 at home, Uh, so that was the Friday night match. Into Saturday we move, and... Toronto FC lost to Sporting KC 1-3. Good to finally see Michael Bradley score a goal.
1: Yeah, but disappointing loss at home for them.
0: Orlando City FC drew 0-0 at home to Philadelphia Union. Montreal Impact lost to DC United (laughs) 0-1 at home. Houston Dynamo beat the Earthquakes at home 2-1. Colorado Rapids lost to Columbus Crew at home 2-1. Whitecaps beat RSL 4-0 at home. On Sunday, we saw L.A. beat Sounders 3-1, to Giovanni Dos Santos scoring in his debut. Uh, in, in the New York Derby, uh, the Red Bulls beat NYCFC 2-0 at home. So th- those were all the matches this week. Uh, so uh, wh- what was your thought on L.A. Galaxy Sounders? Obviously, in terms of talent, two powerhouses. Seattle just not have been playing well.
1: Yeah, Seattle. Chad Barrett scores in the first minute. Uh, then, you know, goes down with a hamstring injury. And uh, L.A. is not phased. They, you know, pick it up, and they end up scoring three goals. It's nice. It was good to see Gio, Vani Dos Santos, get, um, get his first goal uh, in MLS play. And you got to say, top to bottom, L.A. Galaxy are the best team in the league. It's not even close. Yeah. I mean, you look at the, the front line, which is Dos Santos and Keane, two DPs, then you go to their midfield, Letjet, who's been absolutely incredible. I th- he was my man of the match. Um, and then Gerrard and Juninho, two all-stars in the midfield. And then Zardes, another all-star in the midfield. Um, those That's your four in the midfield. And then you have Omar and Gonz- Gonzalez and A.J. De La Garza at center back. Or, you know, on Sunday, De La Garza played right back. And Leonardo played center back with Gonzalez. And Robbie Rogers. On the back line. You know, they don't have Jaime Pinedo anymore. They have Donovan Ricketts now. But still, that team is incredible.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: I mean, it's one of the... It might be the best team in MLS history. Best starting lineup in, 11, in MLS history. Really? Wh- why not?
0: I don't know. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. Uh, you, 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 you think fa- the LA team with, like, Donovan and Keen... When Donovan was, you know, like, really good and Keen was... The
1: pieces around him.
0: Yeah, probably not.
1: No. You have. I mean, Lecce is just by far one of the best, like middle ground player. It might be the best middle base player in MLS right now. You know, Robbie Rogers is is an all star caliber defender. Omar Gonzalez could be playing in Europe. I mean, it's just you know, it's it's in a top European league. All these players could be playing in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> um, So, yeah. And Seattle, I think they lost seven of the last eight now. Yeah. They're falling, man. They're falling. Um, And we're not going to do our power rankings this week, so uh, that'll be back next week.
0: Yeah, uh, we saw the Whitecaps beat RSL 4-0. Whitecaps obviously leading the West. I know you said you predict LA Galaxy to uh, win the West, but Whitecaps, man, they're good.
1: Oh, yeah. They are very, very good. And it was just an onslaught in this match. Uh, started off with a penalty in the fifth minute by Octavio Rivero. Um, and then, you know, Pablo Cas scores another goal. The defender, three goals in two matches now. Um, so, good match for them. RSL, I think their season's pretty much over. Yeah. I know it's early to say, but they just, they're not playing well. And I think Jeff Kassar might be on the outs at the end of this season.
0: We saw the Dynamo beat the Earthquakes this weekend, and we saw the Sounders lose, so things are really working in the Dynamo's favor as they try to push for playoff contention here. Sounders are now in the last playoff spot, 6th in the West, and Dynamo in the 7th. Dynamo's certainly in better form, but it's hard not to be in better form than the Sounders, so... Well, and they're only one point behind. Yeah. And and one game in hand, so... Do you think that Dynamo are going to make the playoffs and the Sounders will not?
1: No. Sounders are going to make the playoffs.
0: Really? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're...
1: once all their talent comes back, um, once they integrate uh, Nelson Valdez and Ivan Shit and um, Roman, Roman Torres, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean they just have too much talent.
0: So for Toronto FC, we saw them, you know, lose three to one at home to Sporting Kansas City, who are fourth in the West. Uh, disappointing result for them. And Giovinco didn't do much. Bradley just came back this week. We saw we saw him score a goal, as I said before. So. It begs the question, does Jovinko play better without Bradley? Uh,
1: It's a tough question. And, you know, Josie wasn't good this week either. Um, I think Bradley is definitely very important to the team. Uh, He is the captain. He's probably their best central midfielder. Um, But the fact of the matter is, when Josie and Bradley and Jovinko are all on the field, Jovinko gets the ball less. Um, So uh, it's hard to say right now because 4 Kansas City are a very, very good team. And they are very, very hot right now. Um, so we'll, we'll see as we move forward. But right now, I'd say, yeah, I mean, he, the facts show he's played better without Bradley and Josie. And without Bradley.
0: So, I mean, how important is Josie to this team? I mean, recently we haven't seen him do much. He did score a few goals a few months ago, but before he's, the Gold Cup. He
1: scored a penalty goal against Columbus a couple of weeks back.
0: Yeah, I mean, what does that really mean? Well, didn't he draw it, too, actually? Yeah, he did draw it. Okay, yeah, so... I he mean He missed a sitter season. in this match. Yeah, he did. So, But how important is Josie to Toronto?
1: <laughs> I mean, he's still one of the better strikers in the league, right? So, uh, I I think, you know, he, he has, like, eight or nine goals this season. Or seven or eight goals. I don't know how many goals he has. That's bad. We should have that up here somewhere. Um, but... It's, uh, you know, he's still one of the better strikers in the league. He had a bad game. He's still getting fit, I'd say. So I think he is important to this team. He's better than Robbie Finley. But they did, they did get Hercules Gomez, which we'll talk about later. So hopefully that pushes
0: Josie. Yeah, we saw the Red Bulls beat uh, NYCFC in New York Derby 2-0. The Hudson River oh, Derby. Man, the atmosphere at that game. Yeah, it was, inc- it was incredible.
1: And the fights before the match, what yeah. was that about? That's just <laughs> ridiculous. Doesn't
0: seem MLS-esque.
1: <laughs> it's like it's like soccer in America has arrived in 1980s England or something. Yeah. Um, but it's it's uh yeah, it was a great great match. Uh, well, no, great match for New York Red Bulls. Um, I was about to say great match for New York. Obviously, you would not know okay. who I was referring to. Well, actually, you would know because the Red Bulls won. Um, and the
0: stars for NYCFC didn't show up, so. And are they going to show up later? Will they make the playoffs, I ask you, as they're in eighth place in the East?
1: No, they're not going to make the playoffs. Uh, Lampart said this week he hasn't been fit, uh, I don't, but he's going to give his 100% to NYCFC. I don't know what that means. Pirlo, just, I don't... You know, he's a great player, but does he fit into the system? I don't know. Um, like, where are Deskrood and Poku? and Where do they fit in? I, I really don't know what's going on there. Via seems like the only player only star player on this team who's really giving his 100% every week. Yeah. So, he's working his, his ass off up top, and he can't get any service. And he's creating goals by himself. It's true. And their defense is terrible. Um, their, their defense has been absolutely terrible. This week, they gave up two to, N, to the Red Bulls. Uh, last week, how many did they give up last week? Last week, they gave up three to Montreal, the week before that, they gave up—I um, don't, I don't see them on the score sheet over here. Oh, they gave up, they gave up once in New England, which is not too bad. Uh, the week before that, they gave up four to Toronto. I mean, it's just, you know, the defense is terrible. And menia has been awful, too. They're signing from Columbia. So I don't know what they're going to do. Do they switch to a five in the back? I don't know.
0: Yeah, we're going to see what happens there. Uh, all right, so i don't to list off the standings in the East? D.C. United are up top with 44 points. Red Bulls are in second with 36 points. Columbus Crew in third with 34 points. I just realized something. Wait, Columbus Crew have negative one goal differential in third place. I find that really weird.
1: Well, the rest of the teams have negative goal differentials too.
0: Yeah, above them. 39 goal. Oh, okay. Toronto FC is in fourth. New England Revolution sit in fifth. In the last playoff spot, Montreal Impact sit in sixth. Orlando SC is in seventh. NYCFC is in 8th, Philadelphia Unions in ninth, and Chicago Fire, as always, are in 10th. Whitecaps are 1st in the Western Conference with 42 points, LA Galaxy are in 2nd, FC Dallas are in 3rd, Sporting Kansas City are in 4th, Portland Timbers are in 5th, in the last playoff spot, Sounders are in 6th, and Houston Dynamo are in 7th, Real Salt Lake is in 8th, San Jose Earthquakes are in nine, and the Rapids are in 10th place. So, um, as it stands... Do you think that either of these new expansion teams are going to make the playoffs in the East? Orlando, I mean, you already said I don't want to see if FC was going to. So is I, Orlando...
1: I don't think so. I think Orlando has a decent shot, but I think Montreal's too good right now. Yeah. And I don't see any of the teams above Montreal falling out of the playoffs at this point.
0: And then, so do you see DC United winning? I mean, they're kind of running away with it, but Red Bulls are three games in hand, so do you see DC United winning the East, or no?
1: The Red Bulls have a shot. Yeah, they they do. really do, and if they can get nine points out of this, out of the next three games, which is not inconceivable,
0: yeah,
1: um, they're right there in it. They they pull ahead of uh, they pull ahead. Um, so uh, you know, it's definitely definitely possible. I think DC will end up winning, though.
0: Right, and you don't think there's any chance of Toronto breaking in that top three, right?
1: Well, no, there's a, there's a shot. They could move ahead of Columbus.
0: Yeah, maybe. I don't see it. I don't know. Okay. Uh, in the Western Conference, uh, LA Galaxy sits at second, and you've been very positive about LA, so, especially with their new signings. So do you think they're going to you know, win the West? Possibly even win supporter uh, shields. You know,
1: it, it depends. It really does. Uh, right now, you know, it, it, Vancouver has a two-point lead with a game in hand. Um, you know, LA, their goal is not to win the West. Their goal is to get into the playoffs in at least one of the top two or three spots and then turn it on in the playoffs get these players integrated maybe get some young players like Romney and Villarreal more acclimated to the team um, and get them more experience and then in the playoffs really break out like they have in the past um, you know and if they happen to win the the West or the supporter shield you know that's good for them but their mission is to win the Champions League and they not the Champions League MLS. And also to do well in the Champions League as well. So I think I think they're going to take the Champions League very, very seriously this year, which might take away from their uh, MLS play, which might take away from their um, chances to win the West. But come playoff time, you know, I see them winning the league.
0: All right. Well, that's it for MLS. Uh, we'll talk about it next week, of course. Uh, well, that's it for... That's it for MLS standings and, and this week. Yeah, it and per- results and just yeah. news. I mean, not really news, because we're going to talk about MLS transfers now. <laughs> So, uh, Hercules Gomez signed for Toronto FC, uh, the American striker.
1: Yeah, you know, he's 33-year-old American striker coming over from, uh, Liga MX. Uh, great to see him back in MLS. Apparently he was on the verge of signing with the New York Cosmos, uh, before MLS came in and got him. Um, you know, he's, Greg Vanney was a, is a teammate, former teammate. The coach for Toronto is a former teammate of Hercules Gomez. Um, Gomez is going to have to fight for playing time with, uh, Josie and Jovinko up top but he can be a very good impact sub he can also play out wide um, he's a two-footed player and I think he'll push Josie
0: Minor Figueroa signed for Colorado
1: yep, former Hull City player um, Honduran International good defender, or decent defender pretty good going forward too, can play in the midfield as well um, and uh, good signing for Colorado they need help in that defense especially since Shane O'Neill went over to Cyprus <laughs> Why? Well.
0: Why? <laughs> uh, Panamanian midfielder Godoy signed for the San Jose Earthquakes.
1: Good signing. Decent player. Um, 25 in his prime. Um, has proven that he can play with the Panamanian national team. Had a decent Gold Cup. So good signing for them.
0: Spanish midfielder Jordi Quintilla transferred from Ajacio to Sporting KC. Uh,
1: yeah, you know, he played for Ajacio or Ajacio. 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 I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, Guillermo Choa's former club. Um, made 13 appearances for them. He's 21 years old. Uh, played for Barcelona B. Um, so, you know, it's kind of like when they signed Uri Rosell, who who plays for Sporting Lisbon now, who's a defensive midfielder. Um, hopefully they can turn him into... Uh, hopefully they can help him turn into a great player, uh, like they did with Uri Rosell.
0: Panamanian defender Roman Torres transferred to Sounders, or the transfer is almost complete.
1: Yeah, it looks like, according to reports, it is complete now. There is a little bit of dispute... Um, with the Panamanian club letting go of his rights, but it looks like it's going to be completed. And that team just got a huge boost. That, that center-back pairing might be the best in the league. Chad Marshall and Roman Torres. De La Garza and Gonzalez and Marshall and Torres are probably the two best right now. If Torres. I mean, it, it looks like, but on occasions he's going to be a Sounders player.
0: Yeah, so the MLS transfer window has uh, come to a close in terms of MLS buying players. So how would you rate this window?
1: Uh, wow, it was excellent. Absolutely excellent. You know, you got the stars here um, in Dos Santos, Gerard came, Pirlo came out. I mean, they're signed beforehand, but uh, Dos Santos signed, and then you got middle middle ground players like Ivanic, Roman Torres, um, Iraola. Iraola, yeah. So you know, it, it was a great, great window for MLS. Really, really successful.
0: All right. Uh, so why don't we go into our Americans abroad segment? It got a lot more exciting this week with more European football happening. Uh, so Tim Howard played 90 minutes in Everton's draw against Watford on Saturday. Uh, anything to say about that performance? Oh.
1: Uh, he was, okay, he made three saves, um, he was alright.
0: Brad Guzon played 90 minutes in Aston Villa's 1-0 win against Bournemouth on Saturday.
1: Yeah, two saves and two vital saves, two very, very good saves for Aston Villa. Um, I really do think even if Tim Howard comes back, Guzan's a starting
0: keeper. Jeff Cameron played 90 minutes in Stokes, lost to Liverpool on Sunday.
1: At center back. Made his 100th appearance for Stoke in the Premier League at center back, which is very, very exciting. Glenn Johnson slots in at right back. (laughs) Um, But, you know, he had a very, very good game. Very good game. A lot of good tackles. You know, he saved a couple of goals.
0: Bedoya came off the bench and played 15 minutes for FC Nan in Liga this weekend, their debut.
1: Uh, Yeah, you know, he's... Coming back from injury, uh, I
0: expect him to be in the starting lineup soon. Bobby and Johnson started in, in the Pokal or the German Cup match for Borussia and Gladbach um, today on Monday versus St. Pauli. Uh, yeah, he played ninety minutes. They ended
1: up coming back, coming from behind. Uh, they won uh, four to one, I believe. Maybe three to one. Four, we stopped watching when it was three
0: to one. Uh, Joe Corona played 90 minutes and recorded an assist in Veracruz's 2-1 win on Friday.
1: Yeah, good to see him back in form. Um, And it looks like he's in Klinsman's plans plans going forward.
0: All right, well, that concludes uh, the Americans Abroad segment. Uh, Every every episode, we play a game where one of us chooses a player before the episode. And And, then... Oh, good. Yeah, Yeah, so
1: one of us chooses a player... Um, they don't have to be American. We give the other person, we give the other person that, the name of that player, and they have to answer three questions. What do you think about their game? Uh, where do you rate them in the pool, in their respective national team pool? Like I said, they don't have to be American. And do you see them playing in the 2018 World Cup, assuming their team qualifies? Um, so today it's my turn to ask you about a player, and I'm going to give you Josie Altidore. Josie
0: Altidore. Oh my God! Okay, <laughs> where to begin? Uh, what do I think about Josie Altidore's game? Um, Josie Altidore is a great uh, striker. I mean, he he can finish the ball well. Um, he he, you know, he has good hold up play, allowing players to over make overlapping runs. He can dip the ball off. You know, decent passer, just not not the best at. I, I feel like he's just not the best at getting his foot in, in a in a loose ball in the box, and he's just a little bit slow and i i don't I don't personally love his game, but the thing is when he's on the field he makes a difference, but it may not be in the way that most strikers make a difference uh where do you rate him in the pool where do I rate him in the pool uh i I think right now he's probably the third best striker after Dempsey and Johansson. yeah okay and then where do I see him in the twenty i mean, do i see him in the twenty eighteen world cup uh the whole thing is if Dempsey plays, which I still have hope for. Some people don't. But if Dempsey plays, althor is not there. If Dempsey's not, Dempsey is not there, then althor is there. Um, okay. Because I expect to see Rubin and Johansson there.
1: Okay. All right. So that's the episode. Very short one today.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, we don't
1: know if we'll have another one this week. Uh, we might not. Uh, but we'll be back in Toledo next week. So.
0: Yeah. I don't think we've ever told them that we live in Toledo, but nah, okay. probably don't know where that is.
1: <laughs> yeah, so
0: uh, with the way that our schedule is working, we're probably going to do uh, one episode, you know, every uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, that kind of thing. Once Champions League kicks up, um, we're going to cover that. Probably we may do two episodes a week. Uh, your life at Champions League, that is.
1: Yeah, yeah the, the, you know, we've been able to do two or three episodes a week, but I'll be going to college and School will be starting um. So it might be difficult to get two episodes a week, but that's that's our goal. Uh, maybe one on a Friday and one on a Monday or something, Monday or Tuesday. So yeah.
0: All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Uh, we have a Twitter for this podcast. It's at Soccer Bros Pod. You can email us at soccerbrothers at gmail dot com. Yeah. Please p- send us.
1: Yeah. Please send us. Sorry. Go ahead.
0: No. Please send us emails, questions, comments, even concerns. I guess I don't know. Yeah. We just want more emails because. We want to hear your feedback on this podcast, and we want to answer your questions. Ah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, my brother has a Twitter. It's at BigTimeBrownie. Mine's at ASR_Sahil. My brother also writes for BetweenTheTouchlines.com in the U.S. Men's National Team section. Uh, go check out that website. It's an up-and-coming American soccer website. It's really nice. And, yeah, and with that, uh, we're going to get out of here. See you guys. Yep. Wait us on iTunes. See you later.